0: Alright that was just me messing around with this thunderstorm uh, sound but that just happens to be what my topic for today is about, is storms. The tea of today is just an ice cold sweet tea because it's hot outside here in central Indiana and I'm hot and I want a nice cold glass of sweet tea but I would like to start us off by reading Matthew 14 verses 30 through 31 but when he Peter saw the wind he was afraid and beginning to sink he cried out Lord save me Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying to him oh you of little faith Why did you doubt? Storms and natural disasters in general have always piqued my interest um, I think ever since I was a little kid in large part because I live in the Midwest and prior to moving out here to Indiana I was in the good old state of Kansas right smack dab in the middle of, of Tornado Alley. So thunderstorms and large wind gusts and things like that were always a part of my life. But I really enjoy, I love sitting or standing outside during a storm you know to watch the lightning just kind of claw through the sky and listen to the thunder as it rattles the windows. And while storms are fascinating to me they also have the potential to become quite dangerous and scary when they get strong enough. I think anyone within the Midwest can attest to that. When they're strong enough, thunderstorms specifically can produce hail, destructive winds such as tornadoes, floods, heavy rain, and you know, powerful lightning causing outages all throughout communities and other damage to communities and buildings and even people but the storms of life that we face spiritual storms can be just as scary and as dangerous as the storms produced by weather some of these storms are ones we can't avoid and in fact, we are actually promised that we will face trials and tribulations as Christians simply because of who we have chosen to follow. This is pointed out in John chapter 15, 18-19 through 19, when it says, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. This is Jesus talking. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you." Something I've noticed in my 10 years of being a Christian, almost 11 now that I think about it, um, is that often when these storms hit, we act very similarly to the 12 disciples when they were struck by a storm while out at sea. Um, You probably know which story I'm talking about. Uh, This is recorded in three out of the four Gospels in the New Testament. It's in Mark, Matthew, and Luke. Um, It is not in John. But in those three Gospels, right before this story takes place, Jesus had just been teaching. To a crowd, and he was done teaching, and they wanted to cross this, this sea or lake. I think it was more, it was closer to the size of a sea. But they wanted to cross this sea over to the other side to take a rest from the crowds to to recoup essentially. And As they're doing this a very violent and sudden storm hits them as they're in the middle of the sea you know they're not close enough to land or they can just you know continue sailing and anchor or have hope of um, landing safely and in fact the winds are actually going against them so that they can't really move at all the boat And it's described that the waves are so high and they're being tossed so violently around that water is crashing into the boat and it is beginning to take on water and sink. And in the midst of all of this, (laughs) Jesus is asleep in the stern of the boat. And while personally, I do enjoy listening to thunderstorm tracks like the one I played for you earlier while I'm trying to sleep that's background noise and I'm not really in a storm (laughs) Jesus here was in a legitimate storm and this boat is being tossed like a toy in a bathtub I don't know that I'd be able to sleep through that (laughs) but in Mark's version of the story um, that's one I'm going to be kind of looking at the most verses 37 through 38 of chapter 4 The disciples begin to question whether Jesus cared about their safety when they figured out that he was asleep in the boat during all of this and a great windstorm arose. And the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, he being Jesus, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, "Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing?" The disciples were concerned about their safety, and you know that's there's nothing wrong with that. But they were very concerned, and they were a little bit appalled at the fact that Jesus was asleep in the boat. They'd seen him perform miracles before this. And so they knew he had some form of power. I don't think they knew exactly to what extent how powerful Jesus was. But I think they might have been a little offended or miffed at the fact that Jesus was asleep during this storm that had the potential to kill them. And it's very easy for us as people who were not on that boat and who know how this story ends, you know, we know that Jesus stopped the storm and we know that they made it to dry land safely. But because we're not, we were not in that moment, we very quickly point out the disciples foolishness and lack of faith. But how many times, when you've been in the middle of a trial, when I've been in the middle of a trial, have we doubted whether or not we make it to the other side? How many times have we doubted if God cared about us while we were in that? Or cared about us when we are hurting? I think we very easily distance ourselves from the disciples in most of their experiences with Jesus. After Jesus commands the storm to cease, he said in verse 40, he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And just like the disciples here and then Peter later on when Jesus calls him out on to the water we become so focused on the raging waves and the howling winds of our issues of our problems that we unintentionally blind ourselves to the work God is doing right in front of us on our behalf this reminds me kind of, of a couple psychological terms, I'm not trying to get too off track here, but one is the self-fulfilling prophecy, and the other is more commonly known as selective attention, um, or tunnel vision, I guess you could use that term as well, but within both of those if we we can within both of those we convince ourselves or focus on something very specific so with the self-fulfilling prophecy if we believe hard enough in something like say something say we for some reason think that something bad is going to happen today and we focus on that and we are constantly thinking about that and throughout our whole day we're like oh something's not right something is going to happen we <laughs> will unconsciously and unintentionally go about our day doing things that will cause something bad to happen and with tunnel vision I've seen this in documentaries of pilots flying in a very high-stress situation. They will get so focused on one problem or one one task that they will forget all other important tasks or issues, and then can no longer. At that point, their crashing plane is no longer savable because they have shut out all of the other information that they would have needed to safely return that plane to the runway but within our spiritual lives if we get so focused on our problem we can forget to look for or free or ignore the work that God is already doing to bring us out of that storm I think we also forget that while while we're in the middle of the storm we forget that storms don't last forever You know, there's always an end to a storm. They're not constant. And I think that's part of why I love storms so much, is that afterwards, I think I appreciate the sunshine more. And just the beauty of nature after a storm is something that strikes me as very intentional by God to show us How the storms of life lead to blessings and growth in our relationship with him. And God will see you to the other side of whatever storm you're facing. And He will see that you're stronger and closer to him because of that storm. (laughs) And like another analogy is like a dark room causes a candle to shine brighter. these storms of life will sharpen and strengthen our faith as well as our relationship with God if we allow them to so whatever kind of storm you're facing or are about to face maybe you're not in one right now but you know life promises storms and trials and tribulations remember that God is with you in the storm just like Jesus was with the disciples in the boat and not only that and not only does he care about you and the storm you're in but he has power over that storm and he knows what lies on the other side of it I again want to thank you for listening and reminds you that episodes are released bi-weekly, that is every other Monday. And I encourage you to give Wake Up and Grow a follow on Instagram at wugpod, that's W-U-G-P-O-D, and go find Wake Up and Grow on Facebook. Again, I'm Natalie Bittinger, and this has been Wake Up and Grow.